0: episode 996 of the sleeper in the Bust. it is monday no tuesday december 28th i'm your host False Four, joined by justin mason justin the holidays man i never know what day it is how you doing
1: year is ending you're falling apart
0: it's, yeah you know yeah everything's going warm. to hell yeah it's just uh no no shot there i i, I wasn't confident when i said monday and then no uh, the holidays always do that, but uh, the off season in general can be that way. Where I just look up and I'm like, "Wait, it's it's this day? That's interesting." Um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk some first base today. It's a position that we dipped into a little bit when your rankings were out. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have both out. We can get some comparisons, kind of look, and uh, and and discuss the position a bit. We do have some some differences, so we'll get into that. Nothing really moving. As far as the lockout, which is expected, you know, especially since the last time we talked, it's basically just been the holidays. So I'm not too surprised by that. Do you think after the new like or how soon after the new year are you hoping to see some? Obviously, we want to see movement as soon as possible. But what do you have any expectations based on what we've seen to this point?
1: I mean, I I get the feeling that we may not see anything happen in January uh god that'd be so because you know how bad. they are man they wait till the last F effing oh no, i know i know so like i would i like to see them like hey it's january 3rd and we're sitting down or we're scheduling a meeting to sit down and that'd you be know, a that'd christmas be
0: miracle yeah
1: great but i i have the, like the big fear that it's going to be like, because I think what pitchers and catchers report, like the 15th or 16th of February. Yeah, usually sometime right around
0: Valentine's Day,
1: yes. Yeah, and so I have a feeling like we're going to get like, oh, there's a there's a meeting scheduled for February 10th. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you guys. And that they'll really just push it up against pitchers and catchers reporting, and that'll get delayed, and um yeah, I mean, the fact that we've heard really nothing since things have shut down is is not really encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're dead
0: on there with 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 regards to how it's looking. So, I mean, that's why we don't really do like updates every episode because there's nothing. It, it's mm-hmm. going to be the same thing every time like, yeah, well, we're hoping. So, obviously if if there is movement on things and we feel like we have something to discuss. We definitely will, but as it stands right now, things just aren't moving in a way that uh, that is particularly good. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of kind of idly moving moving forward right now. Hopefully, we get some big news relatively early into the new year. But I tend to be with you where I'm not holding my breath. We've we've watched we've watched the uh, the powers that be in MLB. Constantly bungle things. Why would this be any different? You know,
1: it's just
0: the game hanging in the balance, the game's popularity. So,
1: why would they give it any
0: sort of, you know, pressing treatment?
1: And I feel like, but I feel like the owners that that's what that's where their strength is, right? Is yeah, is going holding firm, especially for people who don't have a contract, like, hey, like, you know, the longer we wait it out, the more impatient those players, and then, you know, the union as a whole becomes, and maybe they give us a better deal. Uh, I mean, the Major League Baseball has not had a good offseason since all that started. The, the report about the balls being, like, switched or different ones being used, mm-hmm. coming out, um, you know, the minor league uh, collusion uh, <laughs> thing, um, you know, so, like, they're losing the PR war right now, but... Yes. I don't know that that's going to put much pressure on them to do anything.
0: Fair, fair. All right. So that's the, uh, the non update update there. We don't have a whole lot to go off of. Let's talk some first base. And, uh, at the very top, we're, we're pretty, pretty locked in there with Vlad Freeman, uh, Goldie Alonzo. Now we have a little bit of a difference here on Matty. I- I'm baking in some concern. He's mm-hmm. actually not our first guy list. I'm gonna move him to the top there. Sorry. Um, I'm baking in a little bit of concern with him. I got him sixth. He got him third. I got some pushback on it when I posted the rankings. I get it, right? I I don't think I need to prove my uh, my, my Matt Olsen bona fides in terms of my interest in him and how much I like him. I just moved him down a couple spots. Like, I like him at three where you have him. Uh, I moved him down a couple spots just on concern of the uncertainty, I know he hit in Oakland, so there probably isn't a park where he would fall apart. It's not so much that he would fall apart at a new park for Matt Olson; it's just the the uprooting of moving to a brand new team that just gives me a little pause. So I've played it cautiously. I moved him at three. You have him at, or I moved him to six. You have him at three. Are you taking Matt Olson with no concerns right now? Are you just grabbing him at that three spot if you're ready to take a first baseman, or do you have him there because you believe in him? But when push comes to shove in the draft, would you be more cautious on Matt Olson? Where, where do you come out with him right now?
1: Well, I just think the position as a whole like, uh, is so deep that it's going to be really rare for me to end up with any of these top five or six guys, at least five or six guys on, on my list, mm-hmm. uh, because there's always going to be a position of need, a... Uh, you know, a stat category, especially stolen bases um of need, that takes a little bit more precedent over taking a top hundred uh first baseman.
0: That's fair.
1: So That's fair. I mean
0: I, I like a lot of these guys here that that can still have the massive impact. I, I get what you're saying about like, hey, there's there's a lot of talent here. You can start to kind of get that generic uh, mid to high twenties homers with like a batting average issue across the position, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that available, but the top end still has some some big upside. But what you're saying is like the stolen bases mm-hmm. that they don't have. You might go somewhere else there, or a pitcher you might look to go for instead of a Matty O or a Pete Alonso, thinking that hey, Jared Walsh, Jose Abreu, or whoever your choice is later can replicate that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the, and I mean, Goldschmidt is the guy that I've really kind of gone back and forth with on whether or not he should be third overall, because he does steal some bases. mm -hmm. He got back to stealing. uh, And, you know, so you can get the 30 home runs plus the double digit, you know, stolen bases, hopefully with a, with a, you know, a decent average. So I think he's, he's the one where I've kind of gone back and forth and like, as we're talking, like I'm, I'm like getting, I'm pushing him up above Olsen. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't really have any concerns on Olsen. I think wherever he lands, it's going to be a better hitting location uh, and likely a better lineup.
0: It it should almost certainly be uh, the the better location for sure. Uh, I doubt the lineup is going to be markedly worse. My concerns there then come in in just the uncertainty of a brand new move, uh, of a move to a brand new team. And so that's why I've kind of pulled back a little bit on my guy. Also, it is coming off of a career year that I, I believe in, in Olsen, and I believe that he can hold a lot of these strikeout gains because I've been kind of thinking that he could do this for a couple years. And when he went the other way with his strikeout rate in 20, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I buy that. I, th- I think that if it had been a full season, he could have – you know, gotten better there and and he did. And obviously he turned his strikeout rate around completely in 21 down to a career best 17% probably trickles back up a bit. If you, if you're just making the smart mathematical bet there, but uh, you know, 40 homers, I mean, I I know he hasn't reached it, but he has 36 and 39. So we'll come 35 home run hitter, even with a two fifty average is pretty good. So I doubt he falls off. I'm just a little bit nervous because the fact that they're talking big about uprooting everything in uh in, in oakland even though they haven't started that move yet
1: yeah i mean i think they're going to i mean it, it feels yeah. like it and when they do that is going to be the worst lineup in baseball oh like so so quickly it's, so, it's already close to being there at this point exactly uh so if like it my big fear i didn't mean, actually fear but like I wonder if Matt Chapman is not part of that teardown and they still kinda try to keep him as like the face of the franchise or they at least should. try to recoup, Let's be honest. Yeah, recoup his value. But that lineup around him is gonna be atrocious. Uh it's I mean, like I said, it's it's already atrocious. When you've got like Elvis Andrews projected <laughs> to like hit second and Tony Kemp to lead off and um Yeah, I mean that's gonna be, be so 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 bad. Yes, uh, yes. So like, I, I I actually dropped Matt Chapman. I know it's a first base episode, not a third base, but I had dropped him pretty, uh, pretty considerably recently. So, um, you know, he's 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 getting close to not being in my top twenty third baseman. I still like Chapman quite a bit. Uh, I think
0: the bounce back potential is there. But we'll have to see what happens with Oakland, like you said, because he could bounce back and then the lineup is so bad for Chapman that it doesn't matter. I get what mm-hmm. shifted from Matt Olson to Matt Chapman here in, in the discussion. Um, it, it's hard for me not to like both, though. I've been a fan of both for so long. They took opposite paths in 2021. Um, I think Olsen will stay great. I, I mean, I hope, I hope Olsen stays great. I think Chapman can bounce back. So we'll see where it goes for the two Oakland guys and the rest of their team. You know, they could trade a bunch of pitchers. They could do a lot of different things uh, this offseason still. Like once it once it reconvenes, obviously we don't know when, but once it reconvenes, Oakland can be on like five or six big moves mm-hmm. because they have, uh, they have pitchers too. That's the thing. They don't need to tear it down, but that's the way they're talking. So I feel like they're going to.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just – uh, I mean the fact that they let Melvin just leave. I know is really like telling on what the future of that that franchise looks like. Yep. Um, so yeah, I would be really surprised if this team is intact come you know the beginning of March. Yeah, I, I would. I would be too.
0: I I don't. I don't see it. So I'm I'm with you on that. Um, let's talk about C.J. Crone. Remember. Last year when he signed, mm-hmm. uh, things turned quickly in terms of excitement for him. People were uh, buying in. Uh, the projection systems really pushed him up. It was almost too late in draft season for him to become cost prohibitive, Like even with a lot of the excitement there was there was still a, a buying opportunity for Krohn. And he panned out. He got off to a rough start, and I think people were probably regretting, like, oh, why did I buy in to this guy? And, you know, why is Coors failing me? And then by season's end, it was like, whoa, CJ Krohn did exactly what was expected, and then somebody goes 2892 with a 281. The batting average was, of course, the big thing. That's where Coolers comes in, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he, you know, he hit four homers and a 275 in April. So the very first month wasn't bad. Then it was down to one homer in May, 273 average. But you're like, okay, I want the power. Then he hit a bunch of homers in June, but a 220 average, 203 average in July with three homers. But then those last two months, 14 homers in August uh, and September combined. Big batting average in that time as well. He was – C.J. Crone was unbelievable down the stretch. Uncharacteristic move. Colorado brings him back. They, they lock him in. Uh, he had a 337 average with those 14 homers in the final 55 games. So he's back in for two more years in Colorado. And I feel like the love has gone the other way now. People are souring and – I'm I'm fully in the way we were last year with Crone with here. I think this is a, a great place for him, obviously. And I'm surprised that he's the twelfth first baseman off the board. You have him ninth. I have him fifth. I, I love CJ Crone here. So you're still ahead of the market as well. But uh any chance that you could see Crone even higher than you have him?
1: Yeah, I mean I could conceivably get him all the way up to seven.
0: Like, uh, I love Crone and Worth. Mm-hmm. Um but I wouldn't have him ahead of Krohn at first base. I do have Mount Castle ahead the way you do um, as well. We both have him. Or no, no, I have no, Mount Castle 7. Excuse me.
1: Excuse we me. have yeah, Mount Castle 7. Spot, yeah.
0: That's what I meant, is we both yeah. have him at the same spot. But I, I'm just big on, on CJ Krohn. I think Worth is probably the biggest one that I would push back for you. And then uh, Abreu is another one I would try to I would try to talk you out of. Uh, Mount Castle, if you want to keep him ahead, I get it. Because. He's in you know Coors AL with Mm-mm. with Baltimore and he's young and awesome. But I like Cron. Give, give me your, give me your thoughts on CJ
1: Cronin. Oh, if you're going to leave him at nine, um, I'll probably leave him at nine for right now. I mean, I, sure, I think I could conceivably move him up. Like I said, as high as seven. I don't think I'm ready to do that quite yet. I do worry a little bit about like his health history. Um, and he did he did miss a little bit of time. They played 142 games. So that's yeah. uh that's awesome. You I said this is uncharacter night. uncharacteristic of colorado but i think this is like typical colorado he's going to be 32 and they signed signed him to yeah (laughs) yeah that's
0: that's fair what i meant was um like a good player oh
1: yeah brought back making a good financial and baseball decision yes that is your
0: point stands though mm -hmm. that you believe it or not they you know uh, of course they kept the 30 year old
1: that part wasn't the surprise i'm just surprised they didn't sign him to a longer yes a a
0: nine-year deal yeah Would have been uh, more fitting for what they normally do. Good call. Good call. Uh,
1: But, I mean, I like a lot of what he did. I mean, yes, Coors helps, but it also helps when you're a power hitter and you have pretty much like an 84% zone contact percentage, which is right around league average, which is not something you expect from a guy uh, like uh, Krohn. So, uh, you know, he crushes the ball, 42% hard hit percentage uh an 11 and a half percent barrel percentage max exit velocity was almost 115 uh you know wow. and did all that while cutting down the strikeouts you know i mean this was his pretty much his lowest strikeout rate you know of what is last like 5 years since 2016 um with the angels so yeah i mean i i like him a lot and this is this is one of the guys you know like mount castle um like uh Cronenworth uh you know even throw Jared Walsh into that and DJ Mayhew. that these are the guys I'm targeting as my as my first baseman I'm much more likely to end up with a lot of these guys on my team as opposed to the Vlads and the Freemans and the Olsons yeah I think that's
0: uh, I think that's totally fine uh, that's a good group there to, to get from. You know, my, my guy Jared Walsh, still a big fan, not going anywhere as far as he goes. Mount Castle has a chance to be huge this year. I think the market is, you know, paying for him. They're interested, but I don't find him uh, overly expensive, Mount Castle. So good group there. Let's talk a little Josh Bell. I got him up at 10. Some offseason study has, has encouraged me with Josh Bell. I uh, closed strong. I feel like he's one of those guys where if you if you didn't have him or for whatever reason, whether a competitor of yours had him and so you were focused on him, if you weren't paying attention, um, because we, we have players that that slip off our radars as the six-month grind goes and you start focusing elsewhere, you could have missed this, though, if the first two months kind of put you in a sour spot, especially his April. He was dreadful. He had 113 with two homers, and that that line— He has to carry that for a while, right? Because even in May, Bell kind of bounced back, and he was still only at 207 for the season. And like a, a 113 month is rough, and it really, really does you in. He got better in May, but he really turned it from June 1st on when he hit 20 homers with a 282, 376, 506 line. That's an 881 OPS for Josh Bell with a 3100 type pace. So he was great. From that point forward. Again, really from May forward. Um, but but really the the June forward was the next level because he had a 795 OPS in May, then 884, 885, 835, 909. So just excellent down the stretch there for Josh Bell. I'm kind of back in on him as more 19 than 20, um, because he already showed that in 21. Yeah, it won't be the rabbit ball. So I'm not paying for 37. I'll take a repeat of last year with a better average just on the hope that he doesn't have another 113 – or the bet that he doesn't have another 113 batting average month. And I think Josh Bell will pay dividends. So I got him up at 10, and uh, that's in comparison to you got him at 15. Fifteen. So we got a bit of a split there. Can I sell
1: you on, on some Josh Bell love? Oh, this is a hard one for me because I've been a Josh Bell guy in the past. But I don't know who Josh Bell is. And sometimes I wonder if he knows who he is.
0: You you don't think that the the turnaround last year after just one bad month
1: kinda tells us who he is? Uh I think it I think it definitely helps, and that's why I have him at fifteen. And I, I think I can I can understand why you've got him close to where you do, and I, I can make the argument for myself moving him up over Hoskins, over Gurriel, uh, maybe even over Votto, that's probably as high as I could get myself. I I still worry about the launch angle. Um, You know, I mean, he's got a 4.9 degree launch angle this last year, uh, a 53.5% ground ball percentage. And I just worry that the power isn't going to grow much. I could see him kind of maintaining like a mid 20s homer with like yeah, like 270 kind of batting average. And that's that's fine. Um I just I and you know it's not fair cuz 2020, I know, doesn't really count. Yeah. Uh, but it sticks in my mind especially with the ending of 2019. Um and so yeah, he probably should be a little bit higher. I just don't know that I'm Able to buy it quite yet, especially when I see that. If we saw the ground ball rate or the launch angle change, um, if we see those kind of changes, not to say he's going to turn into Vlad Jr., but like the, the kind of changes we kind of saw coming into 2021 that got you know some people really excited on Vlad Jr., if we saw some of those changes in his swing early on in spring training, I could see him busting up my board quite a bit,
0: yeah. I mean. I don't know. Like I, I get that he keeps the ball on the ground over half the time and and actually did that even more so in the second half Had a 56 percent ground ball rate compared to 51 in the first half and was still able to put out that kind of power because he got back to pulling the ball. Um, I don't know. I feel like he, he kind of has figured out how to survive despite those flaws. Like, again, give me a repeat of twenty twenty one and i'm completely fine with that like Mm -hmm. that's that's a top 10 first baseman to me i think to be better like for somebody that might have him uh even higher than that i understand that they need something to happen but i feel like i can take status quo and justify this ranking with josh bell like let's put some numbers on it What, what what do you see from him next year um with another, you know, 140 something game season which is what he's done three out of the last four years and then the, there was a 159 in 2020 2017 of course 2020 is the year that doesn't have a full season. So he's he's a bit of a uh, workhorse here that we've seen. Uh, I mean, he gets he kind of has like one period of of time missed mm-hmm. to fall under the 140 or to fall under the 150 mark, but he's consistently 143 or higher in his four full seasons. So I like that from Josh Bell. So what sort of numbers would you put on him for next year?
1: I think I would put on like 25 home runs to 75 batting average. Okay. Um. Yeah, that feels right. That's I, pretty good. You know, and it, I think that's fine. Like I said, like, and I don't, I mean, I don't think that they're like, he's not a guy. That I'm super worried about, like the the floor falling out. Um, you know, I think he's kind of a younger version of Yuli Gurriel. Okay, so I think you can make the argument. Well, don't when you rather have the younger version, yeah, um, as opposed to the older version. Um, and I have them now right ranked right next to each other at 13 and 14. I think the the difference is prefer what Houston's lineup is going to look like a little bit. To Washington, and that kind of keeps Gurriel above him. But I, I think there's that's an, fair. I think yeah. there's an argument either way that you know uh, he's a pretty kind of man or bland. I don't want to say man blandish first baseman, but one of those guys that I feel like has a pretty safe floor, which is always something I'm intrigued by. Yeah, um,
0: and that's that's what kind of got me more was that there's a floor here along with even still some upside because if josh bell does get the ball off the ground a bit more which again for me it's different and you didn't invoke this name so this is not like a pushback to you but Mm -hmm. i've heard it before with hosmer it's to me it's not a hosmer thing he's tapped bell's tapped into more power than hosmer we always kept Mm -hmm. saying if hosmer gets the ball off the ground he can do this that and the other bell has figured out how to exist in this world as a 20 something home run hitter with a bit more upside, and I know there's a couple 20 homer seasons, uh, three of them, uh, in fact, on Hosmer's ledger, but never a 37 spike. In fact, uh, never more than 25. in all three of Bell's seasons north of that number or have gone north of that number. So, again. I think he can be fine where he is. The Guriel comp is interesting because then, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna at least keep him above Guriel, and I have him at 14. Guriel and, and Bell at 10. I just really like him, and I just think that he has crazy pop. That if he did find any alterations, then yeah, I think 40 homers would be in the cards because I don't think he was just a product of the ball in 19. No, he's I think Yeah, he's very strong. I think some things were really working for Josh Bell um, in that first half, but then. Everything kind of worked against him, including some of his own natural issues, which are not hitting the ball in the air enough. So then a cold streak
1: can really build on itself. So, all right. I I'm, think we're set there. On I'm the going to move him up a little bit more, actually. Okay. You, you, you sold me and it's because I think that at worst what we see is kind of maybe a little bit lesser version of last year where we sure. see, like I said, you know, 20, 23, 24, 25 home runs, but still a, a decent batting average. But there is a universe where he does make a swing change. And in that case, he could be a 40 home run hitter. Yes. And while their lineup is not great, we would never suggest that. Um, It's not atrocious.
0: Exactly. We've got some interest in Lane Thomas. Cesar Hernandez, the one thing he normally can do normally is get on base. Mm Mm-hmm. And he'll be doing that ahead of these guys. Now he's down to 308 last year, so I need I need older, Cesar Hernandez, who has a 345 career OBP, and then Juan Soto. If those three are getting on base a lot, though, Bell could get over 100 ribbies, even with that lineup not being amazing. I think he, I think he could push over 100 ribbies. He did it in Pittsburgh in 2019. He could do it again.
1: Yeah, I moved right. him up to 12.
0: Let's talk rake real quick because I don't know that we've really dove in on him at any of the other positions. I'm, trying, I'm looking to see right now just because we actually had a little bit of a split on Cronenworth where he, you were the high man. Look at yeah, that
1: what what's going on with you? I why know. do you hate? I
0: don't you boy. know i you know I love big rake. I think it's more the position here because I'm at twelve. you have him at eight. and uh you know he's got first, second short or first, mm-hmm. second, third, first it's second, second, short. short. So, you know, I like him. I like him at second and short. Actually, you know what? It's interesting. You're getting me to question myself right now. I wonder if maybe he is best at first. We always think that when a guy has first and middle infield positions, well, then you want him there. <laughs> but then all we've talked about is how deep second and short are, especially short. Like we've, we've gushed over that. And maybe, maybe there is a case that, First base, kind of like uh, Mm Lemayhew. obviously, last year. It did not go well for him. But coming into the year, we were like, maybe Lemayhew is best utilized at first if he is the 2019 version again. And Cronenworth is kind of a a baby Lemayhew. You know, 21 homers, 71 ribs, four steals, 266 average. 94 runs was massive for Cronenworth. Okay, you know, maybe I gotta go a little bit higher. I just I like him at those other positions better, but I think that's an an old bias mm-hmm. that is uh, that is coming. I'm a I'm a move him ahead of Lemay here. So I'm just gonna take the younger version of this player type, even though he hasn't spiked averages as high as Lemayhu. I'll still put him ahead of that, but I can't go any higher because then it's Bell, Walsh, and Abreu right in front of Cronin Worth for me there. I think they offer more of what you want at first base, which is that premium pop. You've got uh, you've got him ahead of Crone Walsh Lemay. It's Crone. It's it's Crone and Walsh that really is our difference at this mm-hmm. point. And we and we've already discussed Crone. And I don't know that Walsh it, it merits a huge discussion here. So I moved what and Worth up a little bit. What say you to get him at eight though? You really like them, so I want to give you an opportunity to, to talk him up a bit.
1: I mean, you you have to love that lineup he's playing in every day. Uh, where he's hitting second, third, fourth, uh, and just loading up on a bunch of runs scored, which I think we talk about a lot as being kind of the most underrated offensive stat in our fantasy game. People just don't pay enough attention to that. Uh, Like you mentioned, the 94 this year was was amazing. Uh, He got unlucky on balls in play this year. Man, a 283 Babbitt is not what he should have been running. Uh, And so, like, his X batting average is actually 280, Um, you know, I I don't think he, I don't think there's like a huge, like another level here, but I think it's pretty easy to see a repeat of, you know, low twenties, high teens, home runs, you know, a boatload of runs scored, a good amount of RBIs some chip in stolen bases and triple eligibility. And I mean, really it's the triple eligibility that helps him kind of jump over CJ Cron and Jared Walsh for me, you know, Josh Bell, uh, another guy you mentioned, uh, And it's because drafting a guy like Cronenworth gives you even more options as the draft goes on. You can put him Mm -hmm. in a lot of different spots. He doesn't hurt you in any particular category. Uh, He just gives you so many more options to to build your team when you're drafting, you know, just after pick 100. I love guys like that. I love guys that I know I can move around quite a bit on my lineup when someone's injured if someone gets covid if uh you know whatever's going on someone's underperforming um and it just gives you that added flexibility so for those reasons i have him eight i you know like i said i could probably move uh cj cron over him but I, i just don't see myself dropping him much farther than that
0: okay i think that's uh i think that's okay i'm not uh You know, I still love him. I'm still going to have Cronenworth on teams. So that's definitely a a case where we have a split, but it's not due to a fundamental difference on the player. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Let's talk Alex Kirilov. I got him up here. Let me sort mine. I got him up at 16. You got him at 22. I think I've actually made um, a switch here. Oh no no that included the switch. I moved him down to sixteen. So yeah, we got sixteen and twenty-two here. I imagine I can I can anticipate your pushback with regards to the wrist.
1: Yeah, because because you're so I get that. You're you're the jerk here. This Uh-oh. is, um, because I said like coming into like or like ending last season, I was like, uh, Alex Kirilov, he's gonna be a guy that you're gonna be able to get like super cheap. No, um, I'm not the jerk though. Our <clears throat> draft is that we were in, dude. You saw how quickly he went. Yeah, he went super high. And there I
0: was thinking that I could be waiting on him, and so I, when I learned that that wasn't the case, though, I'm I'm I moved him up. I said, you know what, I'm going to be proactive here. I'm not going to get caught on the outside looking in on on a guy that we like.
1: Yeah, because I do like him. I I and I you know and he was a guy that I really cooled on while he was in the minors. I didn't love a lot of the reports I was hearing. Um, I was worried about whether or not the power was actually going to show to the extent that I think people projected. And then I got to see him, you know, play in the majors last year and when he was healthy and I was pretty impressed. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he is a guy who could potentially at some point be kind of a, you know, 30 home run hitter with a good batting average, like 280 290, couple chip in stolen bases here and there. Uh, I don't think it's going to be much more than that, but Like a really solid, interesting uh, player who is dual eligible at first and uh, outfield, and then draft season starts coming and people are taking him way too effing high. I mean, I love like the idea of Alex, Alex Kirilov, but like he has not proven anything. He's coming off of a wrist surgery. This has been a reoccurring issue. Um, you have not proven anything. Like there is no reason he should be going in the top twenty of, of of first baseman. and I don't know what exactly his ADP is right at the moment. I'm going to look it up. It but, is uh, whatever it is. It's two at the F and I. Um,
0: I don't know if I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ahead had a couple guys. You know, he won in the tenth round of our. Draft yeah. at F Pass in front yeah. of CJ Chrome, yeah. uh, Zach Gallen, Miles Straw. And I didn't like, I didn't move him quite
0: that high, but I moved him up considerably there because I was like, again, I don't want to get caught looking there with uh with Kirloff, somebody I do like. And you know, now it, it it could be one of those frenzies that just goes, 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 or it moves up, and then there starts to be that pushback. And then maybe we, we invoke a phrase of ours from uh, from the 06010 that we like. The hate has gone too far. We'll see if that happens. That hasn't happened yet. Right now it's the other way where he's just being pushed up, 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 and up. Helium like crazy. Where Will there be a backlash on on Alex Kirloff? I don't know. I doubt it, to be honest. I doubt yeah, it. I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah, for right now it's just um, – I, I like the idea of him, like I said. Like, this is – but it's – and I think I actually have drafted him already. I should check that. But, um, I did. I, I have him in a league. So, you know,
0: I, I really like Kirloff. Uh, as far as why I like him, you know, I, I get the wrist. I knew you were going to go right to that, and that's totally understandable because that's going to cut into power possibly. Did have a lot of time to recover, so I'm I'm betting on that. Obviously, I would, I would make a sharp change – if we come into spring and and you know wrist is still bothering him, he's playing every other game because of it or something like that. I'm not going to be so steadfast here on Karlof that I would just blindly keep going at him if they say that the the wrist surgery has had lingering effects. But I do like him as it is right now, and I do think that the upside is substantial despite the fact that we we don't have a ton in that major league sample that that really goes crazy for him. But some of the underlying stuff of how that power was getting going before the wrist hit again, and then eventually required surgery, excites me about Kirilov. So, I am putting a little bit of the the premium there with 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 the helium, but I like him.
1: Yeah, I, I like him too. I'm just I don't think I'm willing to pay kind of the going rate. Right. I'm trying to figure out exactly where I took him
0: okay. in this yeah. draft.
1: Uh, I took him in to the back end of the 14th round in a 15 teamer.
0: Okay, so that's not uh, yeah. that's not too bad at all. If you just if you just say fourteen times fifteen, you're talking 210. So mm-hmm. you're somewhere in the two hundreds, the early two hundreds. That I can get behind all the time. I'm okay. taking that a hundred out of a hundred times. I will say that. Um so but even at his ADP one seventy five, he's directly behind two old heads in Vado and Rizzo, and then ahead of of Mancini and Guriel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think of that quintet there? Who's your favorite? Votto, Rizzo, Kirillov, Mancini, Gurriel. Is it Gurriel? I think it's Votto. Votto's your fave there. Mm-hmm.
1: That could we change, have... though, with what? Who knows what's going He what is your highest rating, yes.
0: And then Gurriel's right behind him. Mm-hmm. We don't have Votto on, on the list to discuss, but uh, my guess is you believe in in the power from last year that he can ta- that he tapped into yeah, I and, and isn't uh, something that he's just going to lose coming into this year? I mean, at his
1: age, he could. I think that's I mean, he, he part could. of the...
0: Uh, I don't even know if he could. I feel like the power would be there. It's a matter of can he stay healthy and all that for Vata, yeah. right? Like, the, nope. the approach was there. He just said, I'm going to sell out for power, and mm-hmm. here we go. Yeah, and he like, made a
1: conscious decision to give up some of that batting average. to swap Still at 266, more. too, yeah. which... Mm-hmm. I'll take. Yeah, I'll take that. Thirty-six home runs, and I mean, you know, the question becomes like, what does that lineup around him look like? Because True. Cincinnati is a team like Oakland, we kind of expect to attempt to sell off as many pieces as they can. Yeah, they're NL Oakland. Yeah, they're, they're
0: just NL Oakland, a team
1: with too many good pieces. But who knows? Like, I, reason... I I don't really understand what they've been doing for like the last four years. Like, Agree. They... Remember last year
0: we had talking points between us where because they were talking about it again last year, and I said I'll believe it when I see it. This year they're talking it again, so I'm still going to believe it when I see it, but you do have to be a little careful there. Votto's price will stay held down by uh, fantasy ageism, though.
1: Thank you. Absolutely, which which would mean I will have plenty of Joey Votto this
0: year, which I'm okay with. He just won't get pushed up to Mm -hmm. a crazy level, uh, so we can take advantage of that if you still really believe in him, as you do. And I do, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brandon Belt, somebody that is can start to fall under that as well with ageism and keeping his price down. He's down at pick two thirty one, but we have a major split mm-hmm. on him. 19 to 27. People are going to be shocked by this. Uh, I mean, completely like, uh, let's, let's start with you here because it's the guy on your favorite team. Mm-hmm.
1: So that and tells I get a, me, be, I get accused of being a Homer. A, oh.
0: Exactly. So this would be anti Homerism here. What's up with the belt ranking and, why aren't you believing in, in 30 homers in 97 games, 29 and
1: 97? <laughs> I mean, um, I, I believe in the talent. I don't believe in the situation. Uh, I don't believe in his health. Um, what, do you mean,
0: what do you mean by situation?
1: I th- I mean, I think he's going to platoon quite a bit. It's the Giants. Um, Is that a problem? As,
0: as Let's go with my my rank, the 19th. Is that a problem even as the 19th? first
1: baseman not necessarily like i don't necessarily even have a problem with your rank at 19 um the hard part is he is not going to volume his way too much so no no he has to be good because he has yeah, to be he, really really good to make up for the fact that he's unlikely to get to 450 plate appearances because of health and platoon. yeah right? there, there's the combination of those two things i mean he had an amazing season right 29 home runs hit 274 his he had best by 59 far. runs batted it. Like, wow. he well, that, that's he's 97 a, games, though. But can we really project him to play a ton more than that? Considering you know, we're, we're talking about a guy who's you know, gonna be 34 early in the season, he's struggled with injuries virtually his entire career. Now he is a, a platoon, strong side, but a platoon, you know. I just I maybe I'm too low on him. Maybe that maybe my hate has gone a little bit too far.
0: I would venture to say as much, but obviously but, I'm on the other end, so that you
1: know. But like I, I don't want a first baseman who is gonna get me sixty five RBI. Like a, a That's just, fair. Like but it's
0: that, you know, especially
1: it, if we're talking about leagues like draft champions or but you have to factor in that you're going to be able to replace him too in the time
0: missed yeah that matters it does a little bit so i mean if he's getting the equivalent of i mean if he's pacing more to like 80 over a full season or whatever you you know you take what you get from him and then and then i think you uh you, you fill in and that if there's a position that, you know, can be filled in with a modicum of ease relative to the others, it is first base. So if I'm going to take somebody that that gives me a little bit of an issue playing time-wise, I want to do that at first base, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, part of the problem is, you know, like, let's say, I mean, he did miss, you know, all of June, or sorry, all mm-hmm. of July. Uh, and then he missed the end of the season. But a lot of that time that he's missing – are just games because there
0: there are issues when he just misses, you know, three games here or
1: he's banged up and you can't replace him then. But but for the most
0: part, you can, because it's usually health, right? It's usually a long, a, a, a set period injury that he goes on the IL for.
1: Is yeah. that, I mean,
0: when, I when you play to, that few games, I think that's usually how
1: it usually. It but I think this is also kind of a new development of the Giants. Like, I think the Giants, I think even if healthy, he'd play, like, 130 if he's okay. healthy the whole year. I'm fine with that. Okay. If you're fine with that, I, I just, you know, I mean, I kind of prefer guys I feel like I feel pretty confident are going to be, uh, if healthy, playing, you know, one, 140, 150. Yeah. Um, I mean you
0: you want you want more for sure,
1: especially because if the power does come back down. I mean, this was the first season in his entire career mm-hmm. that he had 20 home runs. So if the power comes back to like him being a 23 home run hitter, which I think is in the cards, you know, or or the range of possibilities. Like then then he's useless well, in lots of ways.
0: That probably overstates it. Calling not useless.
1: I mean, I I I love Brandon Belt as a Giants fan. Love Brandon Belt. Love the whole captain thing he was doing this year. Um, super disappointed they brought him back.
0: <laughs> I was actually surprised by that. You know, I thought we'd finally see Brandon Bell freed. You know, we talk about freedom all the time. I don't know. The power's been there now. Um, basically a full season of it. If you take 2020 with 2021, mm-hmm. it ends up being. Uh, 148 games with 38 homers so we'll see where it's at i got him 19 i'm not gonna go to bat too hard just because that's already a pretty low pick but 27 i think is just too low let's see some of the guys you got him below here um i mean i like luke voigt i love luke Mm -hmm. voigt i have have him higher i'm 17th um but based on what you just said about bell i guess you have him right next to each other so it makes sense you are being consistent there bobby Dalbeck, no shot dude that guy's terrible um miguel but i Sano. know what i'm
1: getting out of bobby though no like, you don't i no, do you don't no, i'm getting don't. a crap ton of power
0: no because he might not play because tristan Cassis is already better already better and bobby dahlbeck his floor is a sub 200 average and 60 games like that, the, his floor is very, you don't know what you're getting because he is that bad with his plate skills. He's a career 36% strikeout, 7% walk. They have a guy who's already better. He's gonna be 27. This isn't some young guy that they need to kind of see. They do know what he is like. You're, you're right. I get the point you're trying to make of like, we know what he is. He's a, you know, prototypical He's Ceno, all right, or nothing right, type guy. Right yeah, kind of Miguel Sano, yeah. sure. But his downside is
1: not playing is back to triple a like for sure yeah but then that i just cut I move out. on like what happens with Brandon bell is you just have to stick with
0: him no that's not true because if there's a major injury and it's nfbc and there's no il's you cut him and but what if
1: it's just he's only playing four days a week he's probably worth still having as a strong side platoon then but then you'll never rack up the counting uh, stats from that position that you need. So you need other your positions to make up for it. That's fine. I don't really have a problem with I don't that. Want I mean, that, he, yeah.
0: but like, what, that, I mean, you're talking about your corner, or your UT position. Like, you, you can't always get what you are. You only drafting hitters. Like, if, yes, you're, gonna, if you're gonna create it. a team where you're mixing, like, there's then by the time we get to this point here, there are gonna be. I think you're naming flaws that come with the round pick that we're in now not so much the player right brandon belt's adp is 231 who around there is giving you this sort of you know flawless sort of uh, a profile that 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 you can get behind like bobby dolbeck gets drafted right after him i'd take brandon belt a billion out of a billion times uh frank schwindel i'd rather bet that he's legit andrew vaughn uh, Jamer Candelario like they Andrew Vaughn can't hit righties. Jamer Candelario can't really hit righties. Well, I think it's I- a little
1: early to say that Vaughn can't hit righties. But so far he can.
0: So far he can't, and there is a obvious platoon player for him. Now I think he plays all I just did my White Sox write up, so this is not an anti Vaughn tank. I'm actually quite pro Vaughn, but it's not hard to envision where he starts losing playing time because of his issues against righties with Gavin Sheets right there as a as a pretty obvious platoon but that's just somebody that's around him I don't I don't want to I'm not going to die on an Andrew Vaughn Hill but I'm just saying there's flawed guys like Josh Donaldson his health in consideration there Jesus Sanchez swing and miss type guy Josh Ross all these guys that are drafted around belt already have built-in issues I think you're only naming the the built-in issues that come with a pick 230 as opposed to things that suggest staying away from belt specifically is a good reason to does that make sense to what I'm trying to? Yeah, explain?
1: no, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay,
0: my, sorry, that, that wasn't. I, I, I would like rather. I'd,
1: I would just rather other people's warts and, than belts. And maybe and it's because I'm too close. Maybe, maybe my hate comes from having had to watch Brandon Bell and sure. seeing and for the years, disappointment for years. I pushed against
0: him for uh, years. I kept saying, "I
1: want to see." Yeah. Some, you guys keep saying the powers. Uh, be I was worse. the same guy.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I'm, he's a Longhorn. I like him. I root for him. But
1: I was like, where is it? Where is it? And I believe, I believe in the the swing change and the approach change. Yeah, I I do. I just don't trust him, uh, as, as a person. (laughs) I just, I don't, (laughs) I don't trust him to stay on the field. I don't trust the Giants to allow him to get enough plate appearances, uh, even when he is healthy that I feel like he's not going to hurt me in other categories. So, um, yeah, I mean I, I kind of totally buy a lot of what Steamer is putting down, which is like twenty five home runs, um, I think less plate appearances, so I think it could actually be less homers. He bats
0: uh, he bats high when he plays though too. He's
1: that's true. He got a bad, like I, I
0: don't I can definitely see some platooning and obviously the health is a nightmare. I mean mm-hmm. he's he has one healthy or no Never mind, he has more than one healthy season. He actually has like four, four or five healthy seasons. But uh, he was healthy in 19, but then not since 16 before that for, for Brandon Belt. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. But,
1: uh, I, again, I think it's my biggest... All, it's all like chronic, scary stuff. It's like backs and concussions. Yeah, you know, he's, got, he's got health and... issues for sure. But wow.
0: I think Dahlbeck's my biggest issue. Um, Miguel said no, I would not rather have his flaws because um it's going to come with such a low like they're not that dissimilar but you know belt is going to come with a better batting average like a million out of a million times so i definitely don't want to know these are guys that you have mm-hmm. right i i do like voids so you're not getting any pushback there i i actually have void 17 to belts 19 um some other guy, like i like kirloff you know that mancini I'm i'm fine with those guys ahead of him I've actually got so those guys both ahead just- of him. Dahlbeck, uh, I, I, Jesus Aguilar, who I consider myself somebody that I do like, too. I was very big on him last year. He paid massive dividends mm-hmm. for me. I got him at 25 to your 20. Jonathan Scope, we have a big split. I maybe should have put him on here. You got 23 for me, 17 for you. Um, I mean, I like Scope, and there's there's a Scope in or two every year where he's going to be the – the best player in baseball for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. those are always fun especially now that they are part of my favorite team but even with those you know we're talking didn't he basically put up you know the season that uh that like the volume that you're worried that that belt can't get and scope needed an entire season to do that to go 22 84 85 with a 278 like he needed to play 156 games
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: What what do you see out of him the, the in this coming year?
1: I mean, scope just does what scope does, <laughs> which is hit like uh, low twenties, you know, low to mid twenty summers, mm-hmm. uh, and like all around production with like an average where you go, okay, it's fine, yeah, it's it's not, that's fine. Yeah, like you deal with that. He from like a player who runs on hot and cold streaks. He like end of the season lines are like always the same. Yeah, uh, yeah. his first drastically fate,
0: hot, drastically cold. Yeah.
1: And then the, the bottom line is, is is the middle there. Well, okay, but... And then he's first and second base eligible on like a Tigers yeah, team that I think is getting better. Love um hearing that. Probably just set you up just to say that. Yes, yes, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I think, yeah, 20, 23, 24 homers, 80, 80, uh, 270 batting average. Sign me up. I like that. I do too. I you do know, too. especially with a multi-position eligibility.
0: Uh, I like Scope. I, I do. He's on. He's on my favorite team. Like I said, still might rather have belt plus though, because again, Belt's projection is not far from his, and I do get to replace Belt. And I think we have a disagreement on how much you'll get to replace Belt. I think his injuries are usually cut and dried. The platooning thing, sure. If you're not in a daily league or uh, NFBC where you can do kind of the the two lineup change or the you know the lineup change in the middle of the week, that could create some havoc. But uh, I'm not too worried about it. All right, we don't need to beat a dead horse here with the belt scope thing. We've kind of discussed it. We need to talk Hoskins a bit, Reese Hoskins, because mm-hmm. I, I might need to be put on with some knowledge here because I have had some concerns. I've got him very low mm-hmm. uh, relative to not just you, but the community. We're 21 and 14 respectively. I'm the 21, you're the 14. And I've had some concerns because of the surgery that he had and i just i I kind of am coming in with a little bit of caution for jonathan or for excuse me for reese hoskins after the abdominal surgery that he had in september is he going to be ready is is everything good to go
1: i i have not seen anything to suggest that he won't be ready what, Uh, what was the slated recovery for an abdominal surgery i guess I believe it was like six to eight weeks. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Didn't
0: he also to... have a groin issue? Did he have to have surgery? Cause I think that's what groin groin was to... causing
1: the groin injury. Okay. So, uh, I ble- and I'm and i trying to... Yeah, I am I am trying to as well with, with regards He's to results. I had a
0: real hard time ranking. Me too, because I, I, I knew I was coming in low. And uh, let's see. I'm clicking on, on a Phillies-based blog here that I think... Should at least uh have done the research to see if they have any consideration for health, but it doesn't seem like it like I got a lot of things calling him the uh the the linchpin for next year and things like that. You wouldn't say that about somebody you were expecting to miss time maybe that, maybe there is no expectation
1: maybe I built that in
0: mm-hmm. um, because yeah, I, that, that it, is
1: it sounded like it was like the equivalent of like a hernia surgery type thing okay um which is not which would put him in plenty of time sure um and i have not seen anything uh to suggest that he won't be ready to go now my biggest issue with hoskins is health though because this is now like yeah. like the second season in a row in which he's dealt with something that made him miss considerable time but uh I mean, you can't argue with what you see when he's healthy and on the field. It's, it's, you know, he, he had 443 play appearances this year, 27 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, like, health and, and whether or not he's going to stay on the field. Uh, I think you can, I, I don't have a problem with where you have him ranked. I don't have a problem with where I have him ranked because I think there is a real range of outcomes. Uh, and maybe that alone should have me move him down a little bit. And I have, you know, I I move Josh Bell over him, so he's down to 15. Um, but this is an area, I think, really from where I have Hoskins ranked down to probably where I have Brennan Belt, So 15 to 27, where he, there's some real question marks about all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to really... Uh, beat anybody up for ranking them in any order
0: yeah and that's kind of where i'm at too like when i see people much higher i i i bring up the issue the the injury concern that i had which i think is unfounded Mm -hmm. so um i'm looking to move him up a bit from there because that was really my biggest issue i was like well is he gonna be is he gonna be good good to go Mm -hmm. and it's looking like he is so i'm gonna move him up based on that because i love the talent I think the talent is legit there and uh yeah let me move reese hoskins up i'm moving up a good bit because if he's expected to go i agree with you the talent is kind of uh, above reproach there you're talking about a guy consistent massive power he's a 261 career iso that's huge that's just slugging minus average that just highlights your power 34 29 27 homer season did 27 this past year in 107 games
1: mm-hmm. so i mean if you and, if you got 50 we, we believe that the dh is coming to the national league yes you which and we i hope that he would get extra days off as the dh correct in order to help you know keep him healthy like i think there is like a potential outcome where we see 40 home runs at some point agreed agreed um, and
0: i'll say my ranking was entirely health-based I'm actually matching yours. I'm going to fourteen okay. with these Hoskins because it—it it was not talent. It was all just uh, uh, something I had implanted in myself that made me believe that this surgery that he had was was a long, you know, multi-month recovery. Because if, even if it was three to four months, yes, that would be in time for spring. But if it's three to four months, like bedridden or not doing anything, and then his off-season starts, that would have worried me. But if it's just a six to eight uh, hernia type deal. I'm back in on Hoskins. And I'm fully in. So I'm right there with you at 14. Let's get the Hoskins train moving. Or actually, no, no one draft him ever, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm, Goodbye.
1: Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> crazy, though, because like, I really don't see like any articles written on... Like, I see the announcements of his surgery. Yeah,
0: I don't see anything either that says a timetable. Yeah, but...
1: uh, which is a little weird. Uh, But
0: everything from like Philly's Nation where you would think they'd be the most tapped in, if he was planned for a Mm -hmm. particular time out or to not be ready in time, I think they'd know. If anybody knows, tweet us. Let us know. But I am amending my ranking based on the fact that I don't think this injury is going to linger, which is why I was so down on him to begin with. Mm Boom, Reese Hoskins. All right, let's stick with an oldie here. Let's wrap up here, at least as far as the names I have. If you have anybody else you can add. But Anthony Rizzo, uh, we do have a split on 22 to 16. I'm 22, you're 16. Hey, maybe I'm being a little age biased because I'm just not super keen on him. And I think I might be... I, I think I might just be burying him here based on 2021 a little bit much because Steamer has him as the 13th first baseman mm-hmm. off the board. So so talk to me a bit about Rizzo Selmi, and uh, what, what do you see from him? He's still unsigned, right? So we don't know yeah. what team he's on. But uh, that's I, I'm not going to hide behind that and say that that's why I had him so low. I had him low because I don't really like him. So maybe you like can do a, a little sell job. Uh No, actually as a person, I, I, he strikes me as wonderful. Uh, he owns a dachshund named Kevin, oh. who is adorable. Google Kevin Anthony Rizzo shoes it's a little weird that you know this why wouldn't i know this you don't think i would know every famous person that has a dog <laughs> I,
1: I i did not uh, realize that this was i mean i knew you're you know big into your uh into your dogs and stuff like that but. i don't know how i learned of it but obviously
0: once i did rizzo jumped up my board in it's terms probably, of, probably someone in your streams
1: like you know anthony rizzo's exactly. got
0: one too i promise you though google kevin anthony rizzo's shoes you will see the amazing shoes that he got the cleats that he got with little leaner dogs on them and if they had made them in like street shoes and sold them mm. i would have bought them like um e- easily easily but again I didn't rank him where he is because of being unsigned. I looked at this year and I think I'm overrating the negative of it because he was uh, underwhelming, I think, with the with the Yankees. And I was Mm kind of hoping that he would shoot up with them. And he was actually basically himself, the same guy he was with the Cubs. So he's 32, which is also not as old as I thought he was. So I was just wrong from the jump. So I'm willing to let you sell me here, but let me give you the numbers first. 22-61 with the homers' ribbies. Six steals. Those chip-in steals always help his ranking as well. 73 runs, 248 average, 344 OBP, 440 slug. I'll shut the hell up. Talk to us about Rizzo at age 32. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, he still doesn't strike out very much. You know, still walks, uh, still can chip in stolen bases. Uh, Zone contact percentage is still pretty damn good, especially for – Uh, a first baseman 88 percent last year uh you know i mean i I think that there was a lot going on for him emotionally knowing that he was going to be traded that things were going to be uh and i don't think we can discount that um bothering players because we see it happen no especially those three
0: uh, kb baez and rizzo they were being moved like that's that's not your normal trade Mm -hmm. like that's that's your organization. It's a high-profile one where they brought the world. There, there's emotions tied to that. No one, no shot like that. There isn't. And hey, all three of them went and played just fine. Mm-hmm. None of them like melted down. But maybe that's why he didn't go crazy. Rizzo didn't it when he went to Chicago because he was just kind of like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play my hardest. He played fine. He mm-hmm. was an above-average guy, but he didn't go bananas because maybe he was still lamenting leaving. I mean. Baez did. But what do you see from next year? Does he keep running a bit too? Do you like the chip in steals? Is that why you liked Rizzo where you have him?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I I mean, obviously it depends on where he ends up. If if the team's going to let him do that. But I I think there's a, you know, we can kind of peg in, you know, five to seven stolen bases,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: with I think a batting average that'll come back, you know, some bad, bad, bad luck, uh, this year, uh, you know, kind of, Brings down the average a bit, and I don't know. Like I, I understand. Like he's not like the sexy guy he once was, but he's still good looking, though. Yeah, he's like give him a break. Yeah, right? yeah. I, you know, he's got a little older, but like I get he's, it. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, you know, I still think he could be a mid twenty-five uh Homer, you know, guy with chippings okay. stolen bases, and depending on what lineup he's in and where he's sitting in it, park, yeah, you know decent counting stats and so yeah i mean i think you're uh i think there. I, i'm not saying you but i think there's like a large contingent of people uh that play fantasy or just that follow baseball that just hates him for for no reason because he's a cub or because he's yeah he's a cub or because he's a
0: cub and like um didn't you have that like uh, what was it about respecting him or something that people got annoyed oh, i don't know but I mean, he, uh, there was to me, he's,
1: he's a guy I've always liked to root for. Um, and I don't see any reason to, like, the skills are still intact. His yeah. max ex- exit velocity was in the 95th percentile um, this year. He still plays really, really good defense, uh, which will help keep him on the field, even if he does have times where he struggles. So, like, mm-hmm. and I think he's just a good, smart baseball player. And so, I mean, Agreed. if people are going to let him drop in drafts, yeah, i you know, I'll take the the shot that he he isn't done, uh, especially at his ADP. You gotta love fifteen
0: percent strikeouts against nine yeah. percent walks too. The skills are still there. He's been Babip unlucky the last couple uh the last season plus if you throw in twenty twenty, he had a two eighteen Babbitt last year two fifty eight. He's a career two eighty three. And I think, you know, even as he gets he gets older, right? Sure he'll slow down, but he's not decrepit to the point where he can't get his his Babbitt back in the like 275 or higher range, which gives him some batting average upside to go with the decent pop and the uh, little chip in speed at first base. So and now plays, the tough part, he plays yes, he does, Rizzo, every
1: game like Rizzo super.
0: And that's with getting beaned 8 billion times mm-hmm. a year. Cause he crowds the heck out of the plate. And we've seen what that's done to uh, Starling Marte's career. And I'm not like saying he's a wimp or something, but like, He's gotten hit crowding the plate like that, and it's cost him games. Rizzo has led the league three times and maintained very high hit by pitch numbers, but he plays like a buck 50 plus damn near every year. His last two full years are just under that at 146 and 141. But like you said, when you get Rizzo, you're getting somebody for 575 plus plate appearances. Uh, All right. um, Now, here's the tough part, though, is the group that he's around. That is also making this a little difficult, but I am going to move him over Belt and Voight because of the health. And as much as I like both those guys, I think that's a move I got to do. And I think I think I'm going to go the opposite of where we usually go in fantasy because it's so fun to root for the younger guy over the older guy. I'm going to move him over Kirloff, too. I think, I, think that's, I think that's the right move there. So I moved Rizzo up. Uh, I, I can definitely do that. I think it was a, a, a fair sell. The skills are fine. He was perfectly capable in New York. I think I was holding it against him because he didn't go crazy. Like I said, he just was himself. So, okay, Anthony Rizzo moved him up. Anybody else in first base that you saw that you wanted to uh, to have any discussion on? Otherwise, I got a few quick hitters hmm. for you
1: here. Nothing I can think of off the top of my head and something pops up I'll let you know. Okay, so.
0: I mentioned him earlier. Tristan Cassis. Yes. Cassis. I think I move him up a little bit. Or or at least at least be ready. To, to make a move here. I, I, I don't want to go too high. I listen, let's not uh, overstate it here. I have him 33rd, which a 33rd at a position that is an outfielder or, or starting pitching one of the deeper ones means, you know, it's a reserve pick here. We're talking about after pick 350. But again, I think he's already better than Dahlbeck. I think he could end up getting uh, playing time pretty early into the season this year and just kind of take over first base for them in relatively short order in Boston. He played – he just got a little nine-game taste in AAA. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to go down probably – I'll say for a month. But even as a five-month player, I think he can be impressive. So I like Tristan Cass. I, I, again, I'm not going to try to twist your arm into moving him up a ton, but I want, I want his name on people's brains.
1: Yeah, he probably should get moved up a ton. Where do I even have him? Oh, wait, 48. Oh, yeah, he's got to come up from there. Because um, I agree. I think there's – I don't know if he's up quite as early as you think, but I think he's up early I think he's at least a month at
0: AAA, and he'd have to
1: kill to, like... Yeah, I think he's, like, a June-ish kind of... That's fair. June-July-ish kind of call-up. Maybe he's a guy who comes up, like, right after the All-Star break or something like that. I could see that, too. Um, If he
0: has, like, a 108 WRC Plus at AAA after April, that's not getting him called up. If he has, like, a 130 or better type deal... I think he can get called up five, six weeks into the season. Uh, but either way, even uh, even if he's more of a four and a half four month type guy, I still like the upside for Cassis. I, I
1: mean, he was just a so lot. out on
0: Dahlbeck. I'm just so out on I him. I know you
1: are, but I'm, I'm I don't I I don't think it's necessarily like Dahlbeck has to fail either for uh, Cassis to come up. Like I, I think they can. Uh, I'd have to double check looking at their lineup. But I mean, one can DH or Dahlbeck can play third. Um, no,
0: Raphael Devers is probably going to have something to say about that. Oh, that's right, Devers. I think they are in a direct competition. And Dahlbeck's 27. No. Oh.
1: So I. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. Martine, they got JD at. Well, J- JD
0: uh, played you know, a lot of outfield last year. And you can put him out there. It depends how Duran does, right? If Duran isn't ready, they can get JD back in the outfield more consistently. Or maybe Dahlbeck or Cassis themselves, maybe one of them to play. I think gold. the move it, though is like if
1: you're now. gonna draft Dahlbeck, you have to, especially in like DCs and stuff, you've gotta back him up with Cassis. I think that makes um, a ton of sense. Yeah. You've gotta, you, do... you know, you've gotta have the the kind of air apparent. Um mm-hmm. because I mean Dahlbeck could, you know, crush the beginning of the season and then Cassis just gets kind of buried. Uh but I can also see the exact opposite where Dahlbeck starts off. You know, one for like thirty six, Exactly. and all of a sudden people are screaming for for Cassis to come up. So, uh, yeah, like I, because I mean, I don't necessarily buy the two eighty six batting average. Of, uh, or sorry, no, I'm, I'm looking at Martinez's pitch. But not not no. Dahlbeck's. Um, I, I don't I don't necessarily buy that Dahlbeck's gonna uh, like hit well enough consistently to hold off Cassis all season. Uh, so i've moved casus up to 40 okay um
0: just 40 on, to 33 like when you're talking that deep like the the clusters are huge so i'm not yeah even and honestly i seven it point, was I was, I was
1: debating moving casus up to 33 um where i have max muncie right now uh
0: Already. I put him off the board right now, just just until we know some things. Mm-hmm. I know I keep getting questions at every position. That's the downside of somebody who qualifies at every position mm-hmm. <laughs> and you make a move like this because then every time I post, they're like, what about him? What about him? I was like, yeah. I know, I know. I'm not out fully. I just want to see what's what. And right now the news is bad. so I'm taking I'm taking a punt mm-hmm. on on our boy
1: Muncie, but y'all know I love Muncie. It's just a matter of how healthy he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I'm really scared about Muncie's health like this. So that's so why I've got I currently have him at thirty three, but like he's pretty much not on my board when I'm drafting right now. Exactly.
0: That's the thing. I think neither of us are particularly interested in drafting him at this at this mm-hmm. point. Um Carlos Santana. Now you're the one playing Aegis, I think. Because yeah. you buried the boy. I did. The man. He's older now. (laughs) The man. You got him at 44. And I got to be honest, I think I might need to move him up from 30. So I definitely think you need to move up. And I'll tell you why. Last year, dreadful. I I, I can't pretend anything but that. Mm -hmm. It was. But you look at the core skills, damn near one-to-one strikeout to walk. 14%. Excuse me. 16% strikeout, 13% walk. 227 BABIP carried over from 2020, disgustingly low Babips, which he's done before, but never this low. This is this is this is something just crazy. And it made him have a 214 average. Um, other than that, I think he was kind of a victim of the team, which I know it's going to be a similar team, but I do expect them to be a bit better for the run environment situations. So I think he can be better than 69 ribbies, uh, 66 runs, 19 homers. I think he gets back up over 20. Batting average comes up due to just regression, I think, gets uh Carlos Santana back on track. I will say, Steamer does not agree. They see ninety nine games. Mm-hmm. They're seeing his playing time threatened. You tend to lean more that way based do. on where you have him ranked. Um that's a that's a big endorsement, I guess, for Hunter Dozier then.
1: Uh and their top prospect in Nick Prado. Who could okay, be up pretty early um so you know nick nick prado had 270 play appearances at AAA mm-hmm. hit 21 home runs with five stolen bases uh i think he was could be awesome up. i think he could be up very early um right now roster resource has santana as a bench player it's yeah, just to having not happening.
0: They're not paying 11 million dollars for him to on them. Like I, I love Jason. I would want to mm-hmm. talk to him about that one though. It's just not happening. I know they're paying Doge some money too. Yeah. What 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 are, what this really boils down to? And I respect Jason's work immensely, and I'm okay with this. He's planning for Bobby Witt Jr. already. Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah. ain't opening the day with the team. No shot. Unless I, there's a change.
1: I don't think so either. But I think both Bobby Witt and Prado could be up as soon as they could. Uh, you know, that first month, you know, considering we don't know what the CBA is going to look like in terms of that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that potentially both of those guys are up early on in the season and, you know, Dozier likely gets pushed out into the outfield um, and you well, have... Dozier
0: gets pushed in the outfield and that's still space for Santa. Well, you're saying Prado takes first. Prado
1: takes first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I Again, I just don't think that they're letting 11 mil waste away. Teams do not apply sunk cost principles. They probably mm-hmm. should at times. I, I totally understand that. But they're always trying to maximize what they're paying out to try to get some value. I would just be surprised if he's a total bench guy, uh, Carlos Santana, because oh, his plate skills are still there. Yeah,
1: and I don't I, think he's going to be a total bench guy. I just, it's just such a, Blah, profile, especially in an average league. Obviously, on base percentage leagues, he gets you know a nice little boost. Um, you know, even with this being like one of his worst walk rates, uh, you know, of his career, it was still thirteen <laughs> percent exactly. Um, like, so it just you know twenty home runs uh, with a crappy batting average um, on a team that probably isn't going to. Help him get a ton of RBIs, and there's real playing time risks uh, if they do decide to go with the youth movement. You know, a month or two into the season, I, yeah, I'm 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 not moving him up.
0: All right, well, I'll stay I'll stay with my Carlos Santana here. I just
1: maybe hey. or, I'll move him up a few spots because there's some guys uh, just like directly ahead of him. Um, I'm also going to move up the next guy we're going to talk about
0: uh but we'll we'll talk about him i think first um you know let's talk some Yoshi Sutsugo. Mm-hmm. I, and
1: again with
0: regards to the uh um Carlos Santana situation super cheap
1: mm-hmm.
0: market is actually pretty much closer to you they got him at pick 450 the 41st first baseman off the board so you know you and roster resource are not on your own there in thinking hey there's some there's some uh there's some trouble on the horizon for Carlos Santana's playing time. I just think he finds some some PT and continues to contribute because I like those plate skills still hanging in there. Let's talk Yoshi go. I got him at 28. You got him at 42. This is a guy that when he came over, we looked at his, his numbers from overseas, and we saw some really impressive hitting capability uh, in Japan. We saw a team in Tampa Bay bringing him over that makes a lot of savvy moves. That led me to being – pretty interested Mm -hmm. in Sutsugo. It never really has gotten going yet until, until he got moved over to Pittsburgh last year, found some playing time. And we've, we've, we've mapped this one out before, right? Where we take so-and-so player who just can't get clicking with a team. In fact, he moved from Tampa Bay to the Dodgers, another uh, heavily loaded team. I want, I don't know if Friedman was the one who brought him over. I can't remember the timeline of when he went to The Dodge. How long has he been with the Dodgers, Friedman? Since 18? That wouldn't have been. Yeah, I think so. That wouldn't have been Susu. Susugo just came over in 20, so that was Mm -hmm. very recent. Anyway, he goes over to the Dodgers, does a five-point time there, goes to the Pirates. Gets 144 relatively uninterrupted plate appearances, goes 268, 347, 535 with quality plate skills, 23% strikeout, 10% walk, eight homers in that time. Now, that's amazing. I'm not saying put that out for a full season. But I'm not too far off of that. I think this is a mid to high twenties home run profile with a decent batting average waiting to happen for a full year in Pittsburgh. I like Sutsugo a decent bit. I think he's a very sneaky guy in, uh, in your draft and holds and reserve rounds of standard 15 teamers. What say you?
1: Um, I think he's interesting for sure. Uh, and I, I like I said, I, I'm definitely going to move him up when I I knew that this was going to be coming at some point. did he? He did resign with Pittsburgh. I yeah, that. He's, sure. he's
0: re-upped with them. Um, and the, you know, another thing too about Susugo she's batting pretty high a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So we got him penciled in at the two spot there, which you know, not a good lineup. Nobody's pretending otherwise. But I think it's be better than people think. That's that's just it. I think it, it's moving the right direction. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're at the top of a lineup, even if it's not a great one, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be batting too. They've got some other pieces that I really like, uh, that are kind of like in that lineup: O'Neill, Cruz, uh, Brian mm-hmm. Reynolds. But like, I he's going to be batting in the top half of it. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. I, I'm debating where do you have him? I, I've got him right now. 40. I got him twenty eight. Oh wow! I don't know that I can. I got him in between
0: my boy Paven Smith. And uh Miguel Sano.
1: That feels really aggressive to me, but I also don't necessarily have a problem with that. Because like if yeah, if I moved him up to twenty eight, I'd be putting him like right between like Nathaniel uh uh low oh. and Lamont Wade Jr.
0: Which like cool. Cool with that.
1: Yeah, you know, like I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, I got I got him I got him just ahead of Lamont Wade Jr. by the way.
0: Who's at Thirty one for me.
1: And I think the argument you can make is that he's not platooning, which a lot of these other guys either are or could end up yeah. platooning. Um, I'm – yeah, I'm you, – you're talking me into
0: it. Um, now, keep in mind, Michael Chavis is there. He could platoon with with Sutsugo. Like, that's don't not impossible. We don't, we don't have him listed there right now, but um, – I mean, I don't want him to.
1: I mean, think they is. have other options to platoon. Um in
0: his small sample of major league work, Setsuko's been better against lefties, seven thirty-seven versus six eighty-three against righties. That's one thirteen point appearances against lefties, three thirty-four against righties. So not a ton to make too much of, but that has been I'm gonna move them up the to trend thirty one
1: okay uh or no sorry 32 i'm gonna put him right behind Torkelson for me um he's literally
0: three spots ahead of torkelson for me so we're in the same we're in the same realm now
1: uh because i I do think that he is underrated at this point um
0: uh, another person who's big on him too if people want the cosine you know everyone has their favorites mm -hmm. and uh i think a lot of people love our boy Jeff Zimmerman, so if they want that Zimmerman cosine, I can already tell you that he's on Suitsugo as well. I remember I was editing, a uh, mining the news, and I was like, "Hey, hey, easy with the Suitsugo <laughs> info right now. Let's chill it out." He's like, "Oh, I love him, dude." So yeah, we're 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 both in. Uh, all three of us like him too. So if you if you like the entire RG crew, then you got triple cosign. If you have a favorite between the three of us, hopefully your favorite cosine. Where's Suitsugo going right
1: now on ADP? He's got to be dirt cheap, right? Four thirteen. Yeah, nobody's in draft champions. I'm gonna do since the beginning of December though, and kind of
0: see if he's moving up. See
1: if he well, see yeah, I see especially the signing might have moved him up uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. The uh, the the three twenty one
0: still super affordable. Yeah, it's,
1: it's... but that puts him right at thirty two. So like yeah. now I'm so in right market. right where you've got him. Yeah, so. Uh, that seems about right, though. Yeah, I think uh,
0: we're very close now. Like I said, mm-hmm. even four or five ranks this deep is not much once
1: you start also getting outfield and eligibility.
0: And that's what I like, too the little sneak piece mm-hmm. infield, outfield. We love when the, the I, eligibility. I
1: talked about how much I do not like a lot of the outfield options as, as you mm-hmm. start getting late. So, uh, especially for you deeper league players, you draft an old players. I think Sisugo is a really interesting piece. Uh, There's 30 homework potential. Yeah. But I, can, it's I not think it's more like mid twenties, uh, but with a decent batting average and I think better runs and RBIs than you would normally expect on Pittsburgh I, because yeah, I th- like I, think I said, I think peak... Pittsburgh's better than people are gonna give it credit for. Yeah,
0: and I think that's that's totally fair. I think the peak is like two hundred eighty and thirty with, with a ton of runs because mm-hmm. he's gonna get on base. That's like everything perfect. The projection uh, the projection from steamers 22 to 35 i and with 72 runs because of his obp versus 63 ribbies i see more of a projection where i'm going to say 250 and 25 mm-hmm. i'm a little bit higher um but yeah there's upside there to be had with sutsugo we don't talk about this guy often. let's talk paven smith no kidding
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right i think that's gonna do it though at first base um it's an interesting position this year y'all mm-hmm. if you, i feel like if you don't get one of those big dogs early if you you know if you get like a trade turner then take a first baseman in the second round if you want sure i know a lot of people aren't interested in that if they don't have speed locked up though so if you pass on those first few guys then you can start to wait
1: yeah like, i think there's are you... so much depth that you can you don't like you pick your favorites and you really wait on them and if you don't you know, end yeah. up with one of them, then you, you, there's so many dart throws later on, especially if you're playing in 10 and 12 team leagues, which I know a lot of people like to play. Like there's no reason to pay up necessarily for a guy unless you're getting a deal. And I mean, that's for me, if I get a deal on Freddie Freeman, if I get it, you know, cause there have been drafts where he's going like outside the top 20
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: uh, you know, his ADP right now since December first draft champions is twenty one. Like, I'll take that Freddie Freeman price all day long. Uh You know, or Goldschmidt going outside the top fifty and stuff. You know, like those are two really uh, interesting targets when they fall. But like, you don't need to reach on the Vlads. It's like Vlad's not going to be on any of my team this year. It
0: I no, know. I mean because he's a first round pick. But like, I also don't think the people that take him are
1: in any sort of trouble necessarily. No, I just prefer to get speed early. Like it's just, I'm fine
0: with that. I I just don't think it's like, give me a a guy who's
1: going to contribute in five categories.
0: Yeah. But like, not everyone can get that. And I I don't think it eliminates, uh, which you do. And that's fine. A lot of people do like they eliminate certain guys because of it. He's not going
1: to end up on any of my teams this year.
0: And that's okay. I think that's okay. But I do think that this, if i don't get speed in the first couple picks like i can't take some i can't take a non-speed guy in the first two rounds i think that that's flawed i, I don't think that that has to be that way it doesn't have to be no. it makes the planning different mm-hmm. sure you have to figure it out in the next couple rounds after that but it it you can win by not taking speed with one of your first two picks you you will you will be able to still construct a winning team if you want but some people don't want to try that so that's fine all right first base in the books great talking with you justin We'll be back later this week talking. What position? have we still not talked about. You know, we did our our mega outfield mm-hmm. debate, which we probably won't revisit, even though my rankings weren't up because we did three episodes on that. So um, maybe it's time to talk some pitching. Oh yeah. And it'll be starting pitching because I don't want to talk relief yet. Frankly, I don't want to <laughs> talk relief till after the <laughs> yeah till like March freaking eighth or something because. <laughs> even then nothing will be set but at least it'll be closer to no we are going to put it off for a while it won't be that long for real that was a joke but uh it, you won't be getting a ton of relief chatter at least until the off season fires back up i can promise you that but i think it might be time to dive into some starting pitching battles that we have with each other so we'll do that later this week but justin great talking with you i'll talk to you later take
1: it easy